0: Welcome to the Articulate Women Podcast, where women of faith share from the heart. I am your host, Melissa Buckley. In 1979, Spencer W. Kimball, prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said that much of the major growth that is coming to the Church in the last days will happen to the degree that the women of the Church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives. Then, in 2015, Russell M. Nelson told us that we are, in fact, those women that were prophesied of. If you ever wonder what it means to be articulate and how you fit into that prophecy, you are in the right place. Because no matter how articulate you feel, I know that your voice matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Articulate Women podcast. I am so happy that you're here. I am Melissa Buckley, and I will be your host. And first, I want to thank Sabrina Pedersen. She is the talented musician behind the intro and outro music. So, we're grateful for her awesome piano skills. So, thank you, Sabrina. The Articulate Women podcast is going to be dedicated to diving into what it means to be more articulate in our faith through both interviews and discussions by me. And this idea of being articulate is taken from the prophecy from President Spencer W. Kimball in a talk in 1979. We're going to dive more into that prophecy and um, some subsequent talks in a different episode. But today, I want to get started and share a little bit of my story. So a few months before I launched this podcast, I was uh, talking with a friend on Instagram through the comments, and she thanked me for a specific comment um, about a gospel topic, and she said, you're so articulate. I just love everything you share. And I was very honored that she said that first because she didn't know (laughs) that this podcast was coming with that exact name, but also because I have had a long road to finding my voice as a disciple of Jesus Christ, in order to testify in person and online, and now here on this podcast. I used to be more reserved, and I would sit back, and I was always good about commenting in classes and and church meetings and things like that, but to comment um, online or in person more boldly, as I've done in the last few years, it was a slow transition for me, but it was very gradual. But there was a catalyst that helped to kind of jumpstart my excitement and my passion towards really testifying of Christ in a more public and intentional manner. And that was in the fall of 2018. But it was instigated because of a trial. God likes to teach us through trials. You're going to find that with lots of our guest episodes. But in the fall of 2018, I had nine-month-old twins and I was really struggling with postpartum depression and I just was feeling stuck and numb and rudderless and I just I needed something to get excited about and to feel like my life wasn't just changing diapers and doing dishes all day (laughs) and I just feel like I needed something more and I was laying in bed one night scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad for a Kickstarter for a journaling edition of the Book of Mormon that was pink. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can get excited about this. I think this might be something that can just spark my faith and and help me really catch the fire of the gospel again and give me something beyond myself and beyond my current daily responsibilities. So I bought a pink Book of Mormon. (laughs) I was really excited about it. I felt like I could really have more energy to actually spend time in the scriptures because of that. Um, It took a couple months because of the Kickstarter, but I um, eventually received mine in the mail. And in that time, I had sought Help from my doctor and received some antidepressants to help with my postpartum depression that had been diagnosed. And that was a huge help to kind of lift the fog of what I had been feeling at that point. Um, but I still felt like I needed more. And so I was really excited when the Book of Mormon came and I could really start to dive in. So this was September of 2018, and we were about to get ready for general conference in October. And I just felt like I was really looking for more answers. I had spent a lot of time reading in uh, the Book of Ether as I dove into this new copy of my Book of Mormon. But I felt like I really wanted to prepare and seek answers going into General Conference. I had done that casually over the, the previous few years and when I was in my my early 20s, but I really wanted to do it more this time. I felt like I really needed some extra direction and guidance from Heavenly Father. So I spent some time pondering and journaling and a lot of time in my patriarchal blessing studying what um, I felt like I needed to learn and answers I needed and, and direction that I wanted to seek going into conference. So a conference rolls around and I'm really excited. I have these list of questions and just ideas that I wanted to pursue more. And from the very first talk, I started to get answers and I would write a big star in my notes saying, this is an answer, this is an answer. And I was feeling really good about getting more direction from general conference. And then Saturday evening rolls around and it's a women's session. And I'm super excited because it's like my favorite thing in the world when we get to hear from our leaders and they're speaking just to us women. I just feel like there's extra power in that. And there were some absolutely amazing talks from the sisters and from President Iring and President Oaks, and they all kind of played together. But once President Nelson got up there and started speaking very powerfully about how we as women are so different from men and how we bring something so special to the church, he asked us to do even more. And this is where he issued the challenges to the women of the church. Now they're technically called invitations, that's what he calls them, but I like to think of them as challenges and and a, a chance to rise up and uh, follow the prophet more, more ardently. So he gives us four challenges. One is to have a 10-day social media fast. Two is to read the Book of Mormon in 90 days by the end of the year, uh, to attend the temple more regularly, and the fourth was to more regularly participate in Relief Society. He asked us to pray, to understand, and better utilize our spiritual gifts more than we ever have before, and that if we did that, we could change the world with our spiritual gifts. And that one stuck out quite a bit to me. It wasn't part of the four main challenges, but it seemed very poignant. I took note of it, especially the idea to use them more than we ever have before. I love that idea. Conference for the weekend finishes up and Sunday evening comes to a close. And a lot of the women are abuzz about these challenges from President Nelson and how they're going to um, start their social media fast on Monday morning. And I had absolutely wanted to do these challenges along with the other women in the ward and in the church and around the world it was really inspiring to see these fellow sisters of the church really leaning into this challenge from the, from the prophet and taking it very seriously. And even those sisters who ran businesses um, online to close up their business accounts for those 10 days to really follow the prophet. And, I had absolutely intended to do it, but I felt more conviction as I did it and more intention to do it on Monday with everyone else. And it was such a powerful experience to know that we were all following the prophet together. At the time I was serving in the Young Women, and we had been talking in a group text about how we could encourage the girls to also heed these invitations from the prophet and whether all of them applied to them because one of them had been about Relief Society. So I decided to take the Monday morning and rewatch that talk specifically with the intention to help understand what the young woman had been asked to do. And the second time around, this talk was so powerful to me that I I paused it a few minutes in and got two pieces of paper. I got some cardstock. One was pink and one was this beautiful bright yellow. And for some of us at the end of that talk on Saturday night, it felt like it was a lot of things that the prophet had asked us to do, both within those challenges and then other invitations that he had made throughout the talk that were smaller things. But then I also thought about what are the promises that he has made if we do those things, if we follow through. So I started the talk over with my two pages and I started to write down things as they happened. What was a promise? What was... A challenge. what we had been asked and what we had been promised in return. And I fully expected to have the page of what we had been asked to be much longer than what we had been promised. And what I found when I was finished is that they were about equal and that while the things that we had been asked to do were still difficult, um, 10 days away from social media is a, is a difficult change for a lot of us. Um, I found it especially difficult as a stay at home mom because <laughs> Sometimes it's just easier to decompress on social media than it is um, otherwise. And also to read the Book of Mormon in such a short time um, was going to be a big commitment for a lot of us. But then I looked at the page that talked about the promises. And while the list was the same number, the promises were far greater than what we had been asked So let me read a few from this page that I still have. It's one of my favorite things to have on my wall. Your spiritual gifts will change the world. Our influence will help to gather Israel. The effect of your 10-day fast may surprise you. If you accept the invitation to read the Book of Mormon, the Lord will help you find a way to achieve it. As you prayerfully study, the heavens will open for you. The Lord will bless you with increased inspiration and revelation. You and those around you will grow closer to the Savior. Regular time in the temple will allow the Lord to teach you how to draw on his priesthood power, which we are endowed with. The Spirit will help parents who are seeking guidance to protect their children. And then finally, changes, even miracles, will begin to happen. Miracles. He asks us for things that, while were simple, required a significant amount of effort and discipline, but in exchange, we would be granted changes, even miracles in our lives. After I went through those, I was completely 110% on board for all of these things because I Needed some change and some miracles in my life. I, like I said, I had been struggling and I needed to find the light again, to find the purpose and to find my spot in the world beyond dirty diapers. I deleted all the social media apps off my phone. I decided to also add in TV to that social media fast because I know it had been a drain on my time and energy and attention to my children. So I cut that out as well. And then all of a sudden I had all this free time and this next challenge to read the Book of Mormon was now what I was going to fill that extra time with. And I really believe that that is why President Nelson asked us to do what he did. When we remove distractions of worldly things, we can replace them with godly things that will bring us a far greater reward the first couple of days, I was very excited to, to read the Book of Mormon su- at such a quick pace, and I found myself diving deeper into scripture as well and finding commentaries and study guides and things like that and writing tons in the margins and Putting quotes in my scriptures and all these wonderful things. And then at some point, I realized that I was diving so deep that I was behind. <laughs> um, if you had a schedule for those 90 days of reading the Book of Mormon, you realize that you have to read a certain number of pages a day. And I had been running behind. So I got a download from a friend of a nice schedule. And so I could keep up and make sure that I kept with my goal so that I could finish on time for the end of the year. But what I also found is that. If I set aside the time the same time every day, it was so much easier to read. There's a few times where I tried to read during the day when my kids were up, or even while they were napping, and that was still difficult for me because I feel like I wanted to really focus on my scriptures, and it was hard to do during nap time because I didn't always know how long my kids were going to nap. So I always would put them to bed have something to eat, and then sit down and read my Book of Mormon. And that was a wonderful way to, to end the day. And it became a kind of a running joke in my house that I would be asked, well, what are we doing tonight? And I'd say, well, I'm reading my Book of Mormon. I'll talk to you after. <laughs> it became a habit, and it was a very powerful habit that really impacted me a great deal. Pretty quickly, I began to see a change in myself while those antidepressants I had begun taking the month before had done a great deal for my mental health and my energy and my happiness, adding this extra layer of the Book of Mormon and time with God and with the scriptures and with myself was exponentially greater than it had been before. And I found myself more eager to learn about the people in the scriptures and and the doctrine, and how everything fit together. And also, I found that I could hear the voice of the Spirit so much more clearly in my life. I got more promptings, I had more courage to follow through with those promptings, and I felt God guide me every step of the way. After the first couple of weeks, I'd had some really amazing experiences, and I wanted to write them down. I had started a blog casually a few years prior, and I wanted to add a a post and I'd started writing about, you know, overcoming postpartum depression and studying the Book of Mormon and following the prophet and the power that that combination had brought to my life. So I took some time and started to write and found myself writing a couple of nights in a row and continuing to write. And then when I started to look at my word count, typically I would do a blog post that would be about 2000 words, which is a couple of pages. And then As I continued to write and then look at my page count, it was triple that and then quadruple that. And it was more like 10 or 12 or 15 pages, which is far too long for a blog post for most people. And I realized that I had much more to say than I had realized. I think there's been times in my life where I feel like I need to speak quickly or only share little bits of my life or my experience or my opinions because. People don't want to hear what I have to say or they want to share something and I just should hurry up and say it so that I can be done. But this has kind of shown me that my unique experiences were of value and that I had something to share and that I didn't have to truncate what I had to share, that I could expand it and not be afraid to share every piece of my journey and that sometimes those details are what can help those the most around us. About halfway through the Book of Mormon challenge uh, in mid-November, I was reading in Alma 5. And if you guys know that chapter very well, it's kind of Alma's call to conversion to ask, like, do you believe these things? Are, are you going to act upon them? Or are they going to change who you are as a person? I found myself moved and motivated, but also very, very much like I needed to pause. I had felt more nuance of this, how the spirit spoke to me through this time. And I felt like I kind of needed to stop reading and, and set something, set it aside and, and ponder and really try to find what the spirit was trying to tell me. And so I talked to my husband for a little bit about it and was still feeling like that I was receiving something from the spirit, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. And I asked him for a priesthood blessing And he said, yeah, of course. So he gives me this wonderful blessing. In this blessing, I was reminded that my gifts, talents, and experiences in life would be used for a greater purpose. And that writing was my vehicle to do that. It also encouraged me to not be afraid of success, which I will admit has often been my Achilles heel in wanting to move forward with different projects over the years. It was that blessing that had helped me to see that it was my diligence and my obedience to following the prophet that had helped me to really find what my spiritual gift was. Despite my years of feeling like I needed to stifle my voice and not comment or speak quickly, I had found that my voice, my writing, could be used to better testify of my experience with the gospel and with my Savior Jesus Christ. While President Nelson had not issued a specific challenge of how to understand and use our spiritual gifts other than to pray about them, I found that because I followed his other invitations, that was how the Lord revealed to me what my spiritual gift was and how I should use it. As I continued to study and write and Finished the Book of Mormon that year and continued to write the pro- project that I had started, which continued to grow in length. I found many things come to pass in my patriarchal blessing. I also had subsequent blessings from my husband that had more guidance and more clarity as to what the Lord wanted me to do moving forward. I like to call that experience of taking the prophet's challenges to. Read the Book of Mormon in 90 Days as a spiritual awakening. It was able to <laughs> give me kind of a fire hose experience of the Book of Mormon so that I could see it as a whole more clearly and as and how things interacted and even the patterns and the cycles that we see in the Book of Mormon more clearly as I read over a shortened period of time. It also helped me to see the power in daily scripture study, and that while it can be gradual, it can be very striking to see how our mental, emotional, and spiritual health increases when we take time to commune with God through the reading of the scriptures. I also really appreciate the time I was able to take away from social media. It really helped me see clearly what time that I was wasting and what what were the endeavors I could be pursuing instead of social media and other distractions and to really focus my my intent back on Jesus Christ and the gospel and to then add to it um, more writing and sharing online and other various places within six months of this experience in the fall of 2018. I was published with LDS Living. I had several other articles published with some online publications. And I found that because I had embraced this uphill challenge from the prophet that I had found even more avenues and doors open to me to use my gifts and talents to not just strengthen myself, but to strengthen others as well. In the prophecy from President Kimball that this podcast is based on, we are told that women of the church will be a significant force in the church in the last days, that it is our ability to be both righteous and articulate, that will increase both the number and the spiritual capacity of the church. And I believe that President Nelson was in tune enough to give us these challenges to help us fulfill that prophecy. He showed us what we could do if we set our minds to it. He showed us the miracles that could happen, and he helped us strengthen ourselves through our own dedication. That time for me was a very pivotal moment. It helped me see that I could do difficult things despite having young children at home. It helped me see that God spoke to me in a variety of ways and would continue to to speak to me in the ways that I needed, and it also gave me the strength and understanding to be able to then be prepared for future trials. Sometimes God will strengthen us in a trial, but I feel like this time he strengthened me before, so when that storm did come to my door in months following, I was able to weather it which with much more strength and faith um, as I moved through it. When President Nelson said that our spiritual gifts could change the world, I kind of thought it was a little bit of, an, of a hyperbole, and exaggeration. But what I found is that my spiritual gifts changed my world. And to me, that was the most powerful thing. No longer was I this downtrodden, depressed mom at home wondering if her life was just going to be changing diapers all day. But I found a purpose that could be just mine. I could spend my evenings writing and time connecting with people online with a purpose, not just to scroll, but to really connect with, with other women online and to continue to strengthen one another through our testimonies and sharing with one another. And that even if I could have some small effect on someone because of my ability to share my testimony with more confidence, that that would be a bonus. When I followed the prophet, I was able to change my world, and really, (laughs) it was my effort that allowed God to change it and bring miracles into my life because of that effort. I want to end with one of my favorite scriptures from the Book of Mormon. This is from Mosiah 4.9, and this is King Benjamin speaking. He says, Believe in God. Believe that He is and that He created all things, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that man doth not comprehend all the things which the Lord can comprehend. I often wonder if I really needed to have that experience with postpartum depression going into conference to really feel like I needed to follow the prophet's challenges. And I like to think that I wouldn't have needed to be in such a dark place to really hold on to those challenges and, and take them seriously, but I don't know. And I think that God knows far more than we do and that sometimes we're given challenges so that we can truly remember to look up and grasp for His hand as we're drowning so that He can show us a better way and show us that we are more powerful and more faithful than we realize. And when we are able to do that, He will strengthen us tenfold. Ladies, I am so grateful that you're here and I know that it is a crazy world out there and sometimes it can feel like our voice doesn't matter like our experiences or our opinions or our gospel discussions don't matter but i promise you that they do your voice matters no matter how articulate you feel or not you are put here on this earth at this time for a purpose you are in the place and with the people you are for a purpose god doesn't want you to be silent He's asked us to preach the gospel to all the world. And even if it's just your little world around you, you can make a difference. I hope you'll stay with me. Please subscribe to our podcast. Ladies, your voice matters. I promise. Thank you so much for being here today. It means so much that you would listen. Please share this episode with anyone it may help. Sharing my experiences and studying to better understand the gospel is a great joy of mine. If there is a topic you would like me to cover or discuss further, please contact me via Instagram at melissabuckleywrites. And I am always looking for more guests to feature here. If you are interested, please apply using the link in my Instagram bio. I don't care about how many followers you have, just about the experiences only you can share about your path of discipleship. The world needs more voices like yours.